Hi, welcome to This Property Life podcast. My name is Mark Winship. I'm a property investor, coach, and mentor. Each week, my friends and I talk to some truly inspirational people about their adventures in property. Now, for those of you that are regular listeners to the podcast, you'll know that as well as our regular panel of experienced investors, we also like to showcase the stories of investors who are just starting out in their property journey to provide inspiration and information to others. This week, I'm talking to the fabulous Jody Vickery, who only started investing in property at the end of 2021, but is already knocking it out of the park. In this episode, we talk about the importance of routine and productivity, how to be creative with your direct-to-vendor strategy, and how you can only achieve extraordinary result- results like Jody if you are prepared to commit to the action that others aren't. I know you're going to love listening to Jody, so let's get going. Hi, Jody. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. How are you today? Hi, Mark. I'm great, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm really good, thank you. Yeah. And uh, so uh, a little birdie that we both know has um, been singing your praises and said that you guys are absolutely smashing it in the uh, in the buy-to-let market. And they've said you've got to speak to Jody and what she's been up to. Um, so I'm really excited to hear about, um, you know, the, the deals you've been doing and, and all the action that you've been taking over the last few months. So I'm um, really looking forward to getting into that. But before we do that, maybe just tell us a bit about about yourself, you know, your background, what life was like before property and kind of why you got into this process in the first place. Um, yeah, no. So I've always wanted to get into property, like the standard person, yeah. obviously watching Homes and Hammer, Grand Designs, all that. Yeah, level. That, program, that program has a lot to answer for, doesn't it? <laughs> it definitely does. Um, but I think they do it the wrong way. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely learned lots doing um, the masterclasses and stuff like that. Um, my background is higher education so universities and also events so as you could probably guess with covid (laughs) um the events industry just went yeah Yeah. it wasn't a nice experience um i got made redundant um also brought my flat in london (laughs) at the time so it wasn't a pleasant experience um it was a rundown flat that we did up which we really kept us busy during the lockdown yeah and then I got to a point where I was like we've got lots of time on our hands and then I saw this course and I was like oh why not let's just let's just do it like we've got time yeah. I'm classed as high risk I have like severe asthma and cerebral palsy so mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed out the house right. <laughs> so it was very much um that was something to occupy your uh your brain yeah. as much as anything, and I just thought if it's not now it's never it's never going to happen yeah. so we went into the second lockdown was that November 20 yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um and we signed up for the call started it in January and then obviously we we're still in lockdown and went from there and obviously I wasn't allowed to do viewing so I didn't actually start viewings until like okay. the second of the time yeah. so yeah. I had to do it a bit of backwards way so I was like okay so what can I focus on and I focused on getting the investors and um been quite lucky with that my family have been quite open to it so Brilliant. and it hasn't been easy it, it a lot of my dad's one of my uh, main investors and 
he's quite a successful businessman and yeah. he grilled me and he was like well I want to see a whole business plan and everything yeah. like that he's like oh these numbers actually work he was like that's a better return than the bank so I was like exactly <laughs> interesting um, isn't it because we, we 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 would usually suggest that close family and friends is a great place to start when we're talking about private investment and we've covered this a lot in the podcast over the last few months but um equally that can sometimes come with its own challenges can't it because particularly close family they they care about you they they don't want to see you um take undue risk or get yourself into trouble so um sometimes they can be um you know they can put hurdles in the way that that, that actually um a sort of uh, a, a more objective investor if you like is is, is not necessarily going to be concerned with so yeah it, it can sometimes be challenging so how do you just interested in how you reflect back on that period then of, of COVID. I mean, obviously it's ridiculous to try and say that COVID was a positive. Clearly it, it, it wasn't a positive, but quite often I talk to a lot of people on the podcast and quite often there's been something that has given them that push. Do you know what I mean? And, and without that, you might, you might never have actually taken that leap. So how do you, do you look back on that? Do you think actually that was a pivotal moment for you? Because you said you'd always thought about getting into property, but there must have been a reason why you hadn't up to that point. Um, I think it was more around time and I I do really enjoy the events industry like it yeah. can, like it's really busy um I like the spinning plates I like the multiple projects yeah but I just knew that even in like a recession it's never a safe industry and um I don't know I've always been taught to think about your pension and stuff yes. like that and I was like well I think housing is the way forward yeah and I I, I just think <laughs> I actually am quite blessed because like not it's hard to say because I don't want to say that um COVID was a good thing yeah. but that time mm. like I definitely feel like I utilized it and I got yeah. like the most out of it even being sat indoors and not being able to leave my flat and not yeah. go outside because of COVID I think it just allowed me that time to focus on what I really wanted and obviously being made redundant that wasn't fun in the middle of a lockdown yeah. it was scary and I think it just gave me that kick up the ass to be honest yeah. to get it done yeah so. it's, how, it's how you respond to that though isn't it because there'll be plenty of people in that situation that um wouldn't necessarily have spotted the opportunity in that as readily as you did and and the fact that you've been so resourceful because you know and I'm sure we'll get on to talk about the state of the market and, and how crazy that's been over the last few months and off the back of COVID. Um, not always conducive for us as investors to be picking up deals, but also the fact that um, the, the the COVID lockdown, as you said, created so many practical challenges to being able to invest. I mean, how do you invest without being able to to, to view a property? So the fact that you you decided to not make that an excuse and were able to focus on other areas, but also how did you cross that sort of hurdle of where were you sourcing your deals, you know, when it's such a competitive market and you weren't necessarily able to get out there as much as you would have liked maybe? Um, I think it was, um, I'm quite a routine person and um, I schedule everything. Um, I've actually been listening to like another podcast. Um, it's, 
and also audiobook. Um, yeah. It's just about productivity. And I, w I literally work from home, usually on a Monday and a Friday. And yeah. I was scheduling in calls for um, estate agents, building relationships. And I, was, I would do that religiously for six yeah. months, Monday and a Friday at the same time. Okay. And now I ring up. Um, especially uh, I've got a really good relationship with one estate agent in my area and I don't even have to say my name now and they're like hi Jodie how are you and I'm like hi <laughs> that's when so, you know you've got to where you need to be isn't it with that relationship building when you, you you've truly got that sort of um, that sort of link in place that's great yeah no it's and I just focused on what I could do rather than what I couldn't do so yes yeah. And like obviously with the master classes, I was like, I was getting a little bit jealous that everyone was able to do like the viewings and were out in their area, and I couldn't do much. Like I wasn't able to go into my area because it was too high risk. And obviously, when you get the doctor saying, yeah. "Don't go out, work from home," like yeah. don't get COVID. Yeah. Um, so I just made the most of it, really. So I focused on building the relationships over the phone. Yeah. Um, the estate agents actually like just researching the areas of where I wanted to go and also getting the investors like I talk constantly <laughs> about property yeah. to like all of my friends and obviously um friends via zoom and stuff it's all death by zoom at the moment still <laughs> like yes. and yeah no we get we, we are getting like because we've been doing it I'd say nearly what is it, a year now since we started the masterclasses. Yeah, everyone's seen the progress, and like we definitely, I think in the next like year or so, we're going to get some more yeah. angels, friends and family because yeah. um, people can see the the track record and and uh, that it's a proven concept, isn't it? Yeah, no, and to be honest, I'm quite excited to give like my dad back his interest and yeah. stuff like that so I'm like yeah I imagine he'll just keep investing once he can see yeah. that it's happening because obviously yeah. he is my dad he's going to take a little bit of a risk and obviously yeah. being a businessman he he takes like calculated risks so yeah. he's like hmm you know the numbers you know everything I can't yeah. have an argument against to say yeah. no so, yeah. um, but yeah. I know that's not everyone everyone's not in that uh, situation so yeah. definitely but, just to people. speaking of track record then if we fast forward to give people the highlights so essentially you've been doing you you've been looking into investing professionally for let's say a year but I know there was a lot of groundwork put in to um, obviously get educated research your area uh, etc so you had your first deal accepted when your first offer accepted uh so it was the end of november so we did the masterclass with donna um which was brilliant highly recommend uh, yeah. like doing the mentorship and Thank we did our know. masterclass with rob so yeah. um yeah we started our masterclass february 21 i think and then we did the mentorship in november when i was allowed outside <laughs> so, 
Um, and then, then in that short period of time, really, since getting your first offer accepted, it's funny because we talk a lot about momentum in property investing. And, and I genuinely believe that momentum is a real thing in, in, and you can create that and you can build it and grow it. And so since getting that first offer accepted, you now have four, I believe, is that right? Four, four sort of uh, varying stages in the pipeline. Yeah. So um, four, we're hopefully getting uh, the keys to two of them in the next week. I'm hoping it this weekend, but it's probably going to be next yeah, weekend. Yeah. Um, and then we've got the other two. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just came a bit fast and it's yeah. a bit like massive. They all come at once. But I think like the momentum after the mentorship was amazing. Like I actually stayed in the area Um so we had the mentorship on the Wednesday and the Thursday, and I stayed the Friday and the weekend, yeah. and we actually got yeah. our second one doing that. Yeah. And then um, what I do is I actually – I'm in my area at least once a month, but okay. I do it in, like, uh, an intense period. So I will go and spend, like, two, three days in the area. Yeah. yeah. Even work from home. <laughs> in a cafe yeah. <laughs> in yeah. my area because from our mentorship it was just amazing like yeah because it was around Christmas time there was a Christmas fair um we just happened to be checking out another area and we're like oh people say this area is bad but it really isn't and it was really nice had a really nice community feel it's really up and coming and Donna and myself she were like should we just get out and go to the fair and then mm. we just met, like local people we've met like the owner of this community cafe where I found my build <laughs> and I found um like just loads of other useful people and one yeah. of my direct vendor people. So um, where do you where do you invest and, and and where are you based? So I invest in Stoke and I'm based in London so it's three and a half hour yeah. drive on a good day. Yeah. That, that in itself is quite a commitment, isn't it? So I can see why you, what you, what's already coming across is you seem to be quite good at time management, the way that you, you schedule your sort of, uh, your contact with the agents, your follow-ups, presumably, and also your, the time that you spend in your investment area. Would you say that's been key to your success so far? Yeah, absolutely. It's all about time management. It's just making the most of your time, like, it's like not everyone everyone has different schedules and if you can't get up there every week or twice a month like just even if you're up there like every two months but you're up there for four days and you're being quite intense about viewings and yeah. the area then it it works and that's what I actually find it's easier to take four days out yeah and go up every week yeah yeah it makes sense you can be a little bit more productive can't you yeah. Tell us about that first deal then. So tell us about that that property. How did you find it? Tell us a little bit about what sort of property it is, what you're doing to it. Yeah, tell us, give us an overview of that one. So that was one of the ones that we viewed on the mentorship. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was one that I did, it was my favourite estate agent. <laughs> and also the lady who works that it's amazing like I have a really yeah. good relationship and obviously I'd been calling her for about six months so um we went into the estate agent Donna was there Donna was way better at it than me and she's like this is what you need to say and yeah. I said it all and she was like oh actually we've got one that's really struggling to like get moved can you view it now and I was like yes let's go like 
now. So was that um, one of the things you asked for? Did you did you ask for properties that they were struggling to shift that had been on the market for a while? Okay. Yeah. And obviously yeah. in this climate, that means like, okay, two weeks to a month. Yeah. Like at the moment they're going they're going within days. Yeah. Um, so we went to view it. Um, it's a semi-detached, two bed. Um, it's just a granny property. Um, they wanted a quick sell because um, mother had died and they just wanted rid. So we've just refurbing it, new carpets, new kitchen, central heating, structures yeah. absolutely fine. It's just a typical granny property. Yeah. So, yeah, so hopefully finished next week. Okay. And then it will go listed for as a buyer to let to a family, presumably. Yeah, family. Great. Hopefully get that rented out in the next month or so. So it's quite exciting. And has it then been a bit of a cookie cutter process from from that point? Are are, are the others similar? Because I think you found at least one of them direct to vendor, didn't you? Is that right? Yeah. So um, I actually came up with the idea of this is why I stayed in the area after my mentorship. So the mentorship was on a Wednesday and Thursday yeah. and we stayed in over the weekend and actually into the Monday. Um, I had the idea of rather doing leaflets, actually how about doing Christmas cards? Oh, so nice. yeah, okay. Christmas cards, I did like yeah. a thousand Christmas cards and got <laughs> two. Uh, one of the properties were just a really lovely property and didn't need any work and then the other one needed a bit of work so obviously negotiated with the vendor and we're in the process of buying it that's great what what a what a great story and again great use of initiative but it does it does come down to talking to people doesn't it you know whether it's agents or direct to vendor it comes down to if you're in the area you, you can't do this from sat behind a laptop and make a judgment call on whether it works or it doesn't work you've got to be yeah. out there in the area you know walking the streets as it were talking to people and getting under the skin of things and it sounds like you've done a lot of that yeah no exactly it's not it's not what you know it's who you know and that's yeah. definitely within housing yeah. it's, it's especially with estate agents and then just the local community like um our builder is a real heart of the community you can tell because okay. he's done up um the local like town hall in the yeah. area and obviously i go into that cafe now since yeah. that christmas market with donna and i know the owner and the owner he's like oh you're in here a lot i didn't actually think you'd follow through i'm like of course i'm gonna follow through like <laughs> so um i'm in there quite regularly whenever i'm up and he's been he's like oh my friend's uh, selling in house are you interested so it's just starting yeah. to work a little bit yeah. so all that time obviously it's taken six months to build all of this momentum yeah brilliant so right. tell us a bit about how you funded these deals so you mentioned private investment angel finance so tell us a bit about that and how you because I know a lot of people getting into this process and starting out that they hear about angel investment and and it's uh potentially quite sort of alien territory it's not something we come across in normal walks of life and and a lot of people can be quite apprehensive about that in terms of asking people for money and what have you so what was your mindset to money coming into this and tell us a bit about yeah where you've got to with regards kind of angel finance 
Yeah, no, so my mind, like, when I heard that on the, um, I think I did the three-day weekend course online, I was like, oh, okay. Um, but then I was like, actually, I can see how that works with the figures. So um, I tried it actually out on my dad first, and he was like, no, his, I can't really say his words. <laughs> I think it was air. Um, and then I was like, oh, okay. So I was a bit deflated. And then about four months later, I actually left um, my proposal and my um, yeah. investor's documentation on the table and I could see that it was reading it and he was like looking yeah accidentally left it on the table okay (laughs) (laughs) um so he looked through it so oh this is quite good this like makes sense and then um I just said oh well this is the error this is what we're buying these are the deals and he he was still a bit unsure and then um we just had to reassure him and just show the figures. My dad's very much a figures person being a businessman and he could just see that it worked. So he decided to take a risk. It was only a little bit that he was going to invest. Um, and then after the one, he was like, oh, actually, I can see this. Let's invest more. Yeah. But we do actually have other avenues of uh, income. So we've got one of my neighbours is actually interested in investing and it's just about talking to people about property not actually asking for the money or even a document on the table so someone can read it it's not really apart from the first time asking for money with my dad because obviously it's my dad and he said no yeah yeah, it's just the conversation can flow quite naturally if if your mindset is right to it, isn't it? Because you know when you explain to people that you're doing, you know, four four property refurbishments effectively simultaneously, the the first natural question that most people are going to ask is, how on earth are you affording to pay for that? And that's your lead in to then talk yeah. about the fact that you work with you know angel investors or you know what's an angel investor, what's one of it. So you know it, it flows quite naturally, doesn't it? It isn't. I can't think, you know, looking and reflecting at our own sort of situation, I can't think of a single time when I've gone flat out and asked someone for money. You know, it's 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 kind of flowed quite naturally when you realise that you're genuinely helping people and that these returns are genuinely returns they won't achieve anywhere else. Yeah, no, and it makes business sense. And um, I've got a few friends that are obviously watching my journey and, like, seeing the four properties, and they are asking more questions and I do genuinely think in the next year we'll say we'll get at least two of them on as investors but I think they're just waiting to see what happens with the the four but it's just just talk about it all the time like my I think my friends are a bit sick of me about talking about property but I love it are you active on social media do you use that as a way of sort of documenting your journey or so I'm not that great on social media um I need to be and it's something in the next like two to three months that I will be um focusing on more because that's the area that I don't I'm not I don't feel like I'm skilled on it and I don't really like post I keep myself to myself so posting on social media um it's a bit foreign to me but I know it needs to be done because I can I can see 
because even when I just posted my first property with just the keys, I had like 96 comments saying, oh, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I do actually need yeah, to yeah. start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. People, they like to live vicariously, don't they? And they, they'll, they'll genuinely enjoy sort of following your journey, the ups and the downs. Um, and I think social media is just an extended mouthpiece at the end of the day. It's just another way to talk to as many people as you as you possibly can. So, um, yeah, it's almost a no brainer, isn't it? But I, I get totally where you're coming from. It's sometimes it's it's mad, mad, mad to do it and mad not to do it in the sense it's sometimes hard to find the time and to do it properly. But at the same time, you kind of think, oh, it's a no brainer. Why am I not? you know, yeah. promoting myself a little bit more. So, yeah, I can see. Yeah, I, think, I think it's a confidence thing. I think it's, I don't know. I just don't really like, like I, I don't really go on social media unless it's for work, like in my yeah. current job. So, but I now have to know, I know I have to do it. So. Yeah. So what, so what would you say to somebody then that is maybe just starting out, or has you know recently started trying to invest during the the current market and 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 you know how competitive that has been what what would you say to them either by way of encouragement or even by way of tough love if you like about um trying to find deals in this market you know someone who's maybe just feels like they're banging their head against a brick wall. You know, they're putting a lot of time into it and, and just struggling to find those deals. What would you say to them? What sort of advice would you give to somebody just starting out now? Um, firstly, I would just say don't give up. It's really hard. Like, it took it took us six months to find something. Yeah. Um, be smart with your time. Yeah. Um, it's It's honestly about time management. And then also it's just about being consistent with like the relationship building so like obviously I've been calling estate agents six months now every every Monday and a Friday yeah and they're getting used to that so it's just about consistency and also like you have to do what no one else wants to do so um sometimes on my work from home days with like my third property I had a viewing at 9 30 I went up at like 5am so I was up at 4am drove up to Stoke and then worked from home from the cafe that I'd found and then back down to London in a day and it's it's just about doing what you don't want to do yeah and the fact that you the fact that you got really active over the Christmas period because you know there's a reason why that's a less competitive period in the market because most people hunker down don't they and uh you know, and, and sort of uh, switch off for, for a couple of weeks. But, you know, it sounds like you got particularly active in your area over the Christmas period. Is that right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's just utilising, like, time around Christmas. And obviously, I work in higher education with universities, so they tend to shut down. So I was like, yes, time. Yeah, Let's go yeah. search for some houses. And then, obviously, the beginning of January, people are still a little yeah. bit in Christmas mode. So if you're quick off the mark, then yeah. you're going to get those deals. And it's yeah. something I'm noticing now is it is a little bit harder. It's gone like it was quite like easier mid 
Jan and then now it's gone back to the crazy market mm. but they're still out there like I've got viewings this weekend I'm going up next weekend hopefully to get my keys but yeah. I'm also um I've hopefully got four viewings then because the estate agent that I've got a relationship with she's like oh we've got some coming onto the market do you want to yeah. view them or anyone else I'm like yes please yeah <laughs> so, so it's, it's just it's about doing the things that people are that, that other people aren't prepared to do, isn't it, really? But also being resilient because you know, you had six months of of there must have been times within that six months when you thought, is this ever gonna happen? You know, am I really doing the right things? I'm not really getting any any headway. Um, so a lot of it's just resilience, isn't it? And it would have been very easy for you at any stage in that first six months in particular to sort of think, do you know what, you know, maybe this isn't this isn't right maybe this isn't going to happen and the fact you just stuck to the process and, and just kept persisting with what you're doing and then you get that first deal across the line which is in many ways is the first big hurdle isn't it because then the momentum you create off the back of that when you're a, a you're a proven investor in the area you know you've got credibility with your with your private investors your angels so momentum can genuinely sort of snowball from that point which it sounds like that's that started to happen for you which is great yeah no definitely the first one was the hardest and then like as you learn the process and what works and what doesn't work and like yeah. even how to like negotiate with the estate agent and yeah. like just from like the mentorship I learned like always do it over the phone don't do it in writing because you can yeah. have like you can just have a better conversation and explain your reasoning and stuff like that so there's just little things that you pick up from the first one yeah. you're like okay i'm not going to do that from the second one yeah and i also find it fascinating that you know you you talked about it in the context of time management but you are picking up the keys to two more properties a lot of people you know would look at that and think you know wow that that's uh you know that's a lot to take on in one go you've got four potential deals you know going through at the same time and yet you're booking more viewing so you you've got half a view to your pipeline i guess and rather than just then disappearing having put all that groundwork into those relationships if you now disappear yeah. for six months while you do all of the work then you've kind of got to start again from scratch haven't you but you're still out there looking for okay how do i keep filling my pipeline is that is that the driver behind that yeah no it absolutely is and also like i'm helping like uh rob hi rob <laughs> um I'm helping him source because we're in the same yeah. area and like yeah. rather than being um, just negative about the competition, I'm actually yeah. like, hang on a minute, let's yeah. work together. Like he is away in Thailand doing stuff with the air ambulance. He's a pilot. Yeah. He was he yeah. did mentorship with uh, Donna. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually trying to source him. Yeah, brilliant. Um, at the moment just because i'm okay i've got four properties coming over the line yeah i can't buy all the houses in stoke i wish i could <laughs> not yet anyway yeah. um so i don't mind helping him because i'm like it keeps my relationships with my estate agents it's yeah. a win-win for him 
Yeah. And it means when I'm ready to go again in a couple of months, I haven't lost that relationships and I don't have to keep going and like exactly. start again. Yeah. So. And that, so, so for those that don't know, Rob's another PWS student. He's investing in a similar area. And there's another great example, actually, of the power of your network, isn't it? And actually working together and the, and the benefit, as you said, rather than seeing that as competition and thinking, oh, because sometimes people look at an area and think, oh, there's a lot of people investing in this area. Maybe this is oversaturated. But, you you know, you're looking at those relationships as a way to actually create a win-win for, for the both of you, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, come September, like, within my job role, it's, like, the busiest period. So from, like, August to October, I know that I'm not physically going to be able to get up yeah. to my area and rob is going to do the same for me. He's like, oh, well, like, I will look for you as well as I look for myself. And we know that the process, obviously, yeah. with EWS, like, we don't have to explain things. I just WhatsApp him. I'm like, do you like this one? <laughs> and he's like, yes, please. But, yeah, the market um, is just a little bit quick, but you just have to be yeah. quicker than everyone else. Brilliant. So what's next for you? Where do you go from here? Obviously, you've got a lot on your plate, but, you know, thinking ahead to what's what does the next 12 months and then what's the sort of three year plan look like for you? Uh, the next 12 months. So I am going to resign in my job on my birthday next year. So that is my birthday present to myself. That's a line yeah. in the sand, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I wrote the letter and everything. You've you, you said it now. you put it out there. It's, it's got to happen. <laughs> yeah, so May time next year. Um, yeah. No, it has to happen. It's, it's a non-negotiable. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm doing it. It's like, Brilliant. I don't want to be in my job. Like, I want to be yeah. full-time on property. Um yeah. I think we are going to move away from buy to let. I think we're going to move on to the HMO, but you okay. don't market because my background's in higher education and I actually have contacts within the universities up in my area. So yeah. I'm like, this could be like... terrible skills there, yeah. Yeah, and playing my strengths as well. And yeah. I know the student market very well. I work in halls of residence anyway. I'm yeah. a hall of... Halls Brilliant. Yeah, so um yeah. it's not it's not a foreign world to me so and i i just think the hmos make you more money even though they're a little bit more hassle i just think yeah. we can get free more and then i can basically quit my job <laughs> which right. i'm really excited about um and then i think in the next three years I think we will potentially go on to business to residential and then service accommodation. Yeah. Um, and then maybe hotels. Like, yeah. we're just trying to do the ladder rather than like, let's start where, yes. like, run before we can walk, really. Yeah. Because... So, scale in a, in, a, in a sort of sustainable way, I guess. Yeah, no. And I think, in, well, my dad actually wants to come in. To the business with me because he's okay. just retired sold his business yeah and he i think he's getting a bit bored like obviously he's just worked 30 years yeah being a like running a business and now he's like i don't know what to do this housing stuff looks quick <laughs> um so i think i want to build the business big enough so that myself 
and my dad can live off the income. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's the three-year plan. So. Brilliant. Well, Jody, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. What you've achieved in the last um, few months is going to be a huge source of inspiration for, for lots of people listening to this. And um, I'm really excited to see what you go on to achieve over the next next year or so. And we'll, we'll be holding you to that that date on your on your birthday. We'll be checking in with you. Um, but absolutely and it would it would be good to, to to pick this conversation up i think in a few months time and sort of see where you are with things and um and sort of track your progress as you go through but thank you so much for giving us the time this morning it's been a joy speaking to you and i will speak to you again soon yeah thank you take care jody I really enjoyed recording this episode. I was blown away by Jodie's resourceful attitude and her unwavering commitment to her process, even in the face of the challenges in the market right now. If you're just starting out in property, I hope that this episode has inspired you to get out there and find those deals. I can't wait to check in with Jodie again on the podcast in a few months time for an update on her progress. To connect with Jody and a growing network of other like-minded property investors, why not head on over to the Property Wealth System community page on Facebook. Please like and follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you do get a minute to leave us a quick review, that would mean so much. And it will also help other people to discover the podcast. Thanks again for listening. And I will catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.